0: change you? you got a phone pick it up call me come we don't even talk no more and you don't even call no more we don't barely keep in touch at all and i don't even feel the same love when we are no more and i heard it through the grapevine we even beefing now after all the years we've been down Put the Calf, man It is no holds barred Today's program We're bringing the heat We're bringing the fire On the program today We've got AFL football Carlton, North Melbourne Last week What did the Blues dish up? Absolutely embarrassing We've got ATP Tour tennis Finals in Estorol and Munich As we head to the Madrid Masters 1000 this week from Spain. Champions League action. Liverpool versus Barcelona. What the heck went on there at Anfield in another incredible night? And we've got the NBA playoffs. The Celtics crash out yesterday. Today it's Raptors versus Philly. And the Nuggets versus Blazers. And what's going to go on with Kevin Durant's calf injury it's all here today on No Hold Bide. First to be all sweet in the first on my own. With a deal, but she got So I came out. I would have killed the nigger first, for I let him disrespect me or check me over some words, some that I wasn't with. I would hit any quick but you were gonna talk with her and tell her she was the shit. I told you I'm getting hard, but you were smoking a car. My eyes in a bucket to catch every tear I cried inside it. You even had the same type of time. Yes, we are here in the studio. No Holds Barred Sports Podcast, your host, Jade Colf at The Colf Man, and what an action-packed week it has been in sports on today's program. We've got it all. We've got Australian Rules Football, we've got a bit to talk about, about a couple of teams that are making headlines for all the wrong reasons. We've got ATP Tennis. Over in Europe the clay courts continue and it's it's the Greek sensation Sisakpas with another title win a bit of an upset in Munich we're going to talk about that also Madrid 1000 getting underway Roger Federer back in action we're talking Champions League action the European Cup semi-finals Liverpool Barcelona Ajax and Tottenham and we've got the NBA playoffs the Celtics crashing out We're also going to bring you action from the Raptors and the 76ers, the Nuggets and Blazers and the Warriors and Rockets series has taken a turn with Kevin Durant, looking like he's out for the rest of that series. We'll get more to you about that, about his calf injury. But we're starting today's program, we're talking AFL football and Carlton v North Melbourne last week, we want to talk about uh, this matchup. I spoke on last week's show about North Melbourne and their terrible start to the season and Brad Scott being uh, under fire, their club under fire, a lot of people had a lot to say and they took on Carlton last weekend and the Blues, they have been much improved this year but they turned on an absolute stinker, an embarrassing performance from uh, from the Blues, from Carlton Football Club, and had a feeling going into this that this was predictable, and the writing was on the wall with a couple of key outs for the Blues with Mitch McGovern, their uh, their star recruit, who was out with a, a soft tissue strain. Big Matthew Cruiser, their ruckman Nick Newman, their tough. Uh, Nuggety Backman that has come across And Cade Simpson, the uh, legendary veteran halfback flanker So the writing was on the wall And gee whiz, didn't they they crash back down to earth The Blues, they showed absolutely uh, limited effort Uh, There was no hard work uh, put in on the day whatsoever and they were basically outworked by a North Melbourne outfit that we spoke about uh, on last week's episode that um, they are an insipid uh, team and organisation. And they had a lot of young players in there that were very, very inexperienced, that played most of their football in the, the VFL, in the uh, basically in the reserves team. And uh, it was all one-way traffic from the outset. The Blues are... Uh, they look slow. They look disinterested, um, and with uh, big Matthew Cruiser, this is the frustrating thing with a guy like Cruiser. He, as we know, he was he was a, a number one draft pick uh, about a decade ago. But this guy is just always injured. As he's had no durability whatsoever throughout uh, through his career thus far, and he's the type of player that plays two games, misses four or five. Um, probably only averages. I'd like to see what he averages over his career. I'd say he probably only averages about 13 to 14 games over a, a you know, a 10-year, a 10-year uh, career. And it's frustrating because he brings so much to the team. They're a, a much much better outfit with Cruiser in the lineup. When he's not in, they are absolutely ordinary. And they were again on the weekend uh Mitch McGovern who has showed glimpses since coming across from Adelaide yet to really break out um you know he's uh, he's teased uh the Carlton fans with some um, some good stuff um but um yet to break a game open so he was always going to be a big miss Nick Newman's been uh, been good the trusty left footer uh who's uh really uh shoring up the back line he looks like uh He's going to be a good find. But with him out and Simpson as well, those two play a similar role. And um, the uh, the Blues were giving up a lot of leadership there. Uh, Charlie Curnow, uh as well. This guy uh, had a bruised knee from earlier on in the year. He's been trying to find his way back. Uh, he, uh, he didn't impact uh, at all. Uh, the only one that really continues to... Uh, to shine week in, week out is, uh, you know, that beast in the middle, big Patrick Cripps. This guy's been an absolute revelation. And uh, he once again led from the front, but just lacked any kind of support from uh, from his troops. Big Harry McKay, real quiet game. He's uh his biggest stinker thus far. He's been a bit of a shining light uh, for the Blues. But it was um, with those four players out, uh, the Blues uh, really lacked any kind of uh, leadership or spirit at all. And uh, the, uh, the barrel is well and truly back on uh, Coach Brendan Bolton. And it seems like he just cannot escape the, uh, the limelight for the wrong reasons. And with Carlton sitting down uh, on the bottom of the ladder, uh, once again, uh, pressure is mounting. The only thing that stops that pressure from mounting are wins. And we mentioned that last week in regards uh, to the Brad Scott situation at North Melbourne. So the the, uh, the script has been flipped, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, North Melbourne Leapfrog Carlton, and now it's Carlton after a uh, absolutely diabolical performance, as I mentioned, where this week they take on the high-flying Collingwood, who are absolutely loaded. Uh, the Magpies list, uh, they have got stars galore, and with Nathan Buckley... In uh, career best form from the coaching box, um, the Blues have really got their work cut out. They they are getting Cruiser back this week. Mitch McGovern uh, is back in action, and uh, Will Setterfield uh, is back as well. Not too sure how much that is, uh, how much of a gain that is for the Blues. Will Setterfield yet to probably really impact, um, you know, and uh, he needs to uh, he needs to step up and and impact. Do we find himself back in the VFL as well. Um, Couple of big outs for Collingwood this week, Dane Beams and Taylor Adams. So that uh, that is definitely going to help the Blues there. Those two uh, are a couple of marquee Magpies that are very damaging through the middle of the ground. But uh, yep, Carlton Football Club, the uh, the the onus is and the barrel is well and truly on you. It is time to really. Uh, Bounce back from uh, that uh, embarrassing performance. The, the week before against the Hawks, the Blues led by six goals at halftime and were a couple of goals away in the third quarter to really burying uh, the Hawks. Couldn't do it. Their third quarter was what like what they dished up against North Melbourne for the four quarters on the weekend. Absolutely embarrassing. Looked like uh, they didn't have a hunger for the contest. Were, were always... Uh, were very very passive, weren't aggressive enough. Were second to the ball, uh, and just uh, looked like a deer in headlights. And for four quarters against North Melbourne, that's what they dished up. Absolutely not good enough. Fans are irate. Uh, the media are all over them, and rightly so. This week they need to bounce back. Otherwise, uh, it's the same old, uh, the same old controversy down there uh, in Carlton Town. And it needs to happen now, and it needs to happen quick. The uh, the excuses have got to stop. Charlie Kurnow, you need to fire, and uh, Mitch McGovern, you need to chip in this week. And uh, a couple, there, a couple, Mark Murphy. There's another one. Uh, Mark Murphy, time for you to really break a game open uh, and stop getting easy kicks. And uh, they all need to chip in this week otherwise they'll find themselves uh on the wrong end of an absolute slaughter from the high-flying magpies who i believe a second on the ladder and they look like they are going to have a big say towards the back end of september when it really matters up next on no holds barred we're going to talk about the showdown port adelaide versus adelaide um There's a couple of players I I want to talk about there. This one, uh, these two, uh, very, very close on the ladder. This one should be an absolute beauty. We'll come back after the break. We will break that one down. And then we're going to move on to some ATP Tour Tennis. Estero, Munich, and the Madrid 1000 underway with Roger Federer back in action. This is Jade Kolf at the Colf Man. This is No Holds Barred. We're back No holds barred Sports podcast Jade Colf At the Colf man And This week The showdown From Adelaide Port Power Port Adelaide Versus Adelaide This one Should be a beauty We've got Six Versus seventh On the ladder These two Are only separated By percentage And this one should be fierce This one is not to be missed And One of the better uh, Rivalries out there One of the more heated rivalries And they've had some absolute crackers Over the last Couple that these two have uh, Come up against It really lives up to expectations This one And I will not be missing it That's for sure And Big out for Port Adelaide With Ollie Wines Out with a leg injury Their captain And uh, that's going to be uh, a big out there for port uh, as they lock horns with the crows and Adelaide have got a couple of wins here the last couple of weeks they they did look pretty patchy uh, early on in the season in the first couple of rounds and maybe this week we can get uh, we can possibly get a Tex Walker sighting this guy, really uh, I thought was lucky to hold his place in the side uh, after the first two or three rounds and um, he still is uh, in a captain's role there with Rory Sloan I think that was the only thing that was really holding uh, holding him uh, in that senior side now there have been quite a few pundits out there that think that uh, that is a bit harsh but hey look I um, Tex uh, Tex gets a pretty uh, pretty good run at it uh, if we're going to really talk truth uh, out there. and uh, he seems to get accolades for average games that he plays. and uh, I don't understand it. He's not the only one. There are players at other clubs that seem to get a bit of a free pass and uh, it's quite obvious those players are we're not going to get into that right now we are talking about the showdown Port Adelaide and Adelaide um but um yeah it'd be interesting to see if Tex can really bust a game wide open I can't remember the last time that he really uh that he really did that and I think those days are over for for Walker he doesn't move like he used to move uh he seems to lack elevation now Uh, when uh when he uh, for pack marks when when the big men are uh, and needed to fly, and unless the ball is really absolutely laces out with him uh, streaming out, uh, he really struggles. He struggles to bend over, pick the ball up, and um, I think he is uh, a little bit top-heavy, a little bit top-heavier than what he used to be, and uh, I think the writing is well and fully on the wall uh, for for Tex Walker, and it be interesting to see how he goes this week uh, in this game where... Uh, It's not going to be hotter uh, than this week over in Adelaide uh, until uh, it's going to be a finals-like atmosphere and uh, the the, uh, the eyes will be well and truly uh, locked into this one here. Uh, It should be an absolute beauty and uh, my pick is Port Power to win this one in a tight one but looking to... uh, really uh, this one to be really really one of the better better rounds uh, better games of the round uh, Port Adelaide and Adelaide should be a beauty up next we are going to segue on to the ATP tennis tour where we had events in and Munich and the Madrid 1000 got underway this is the Colf man we'll be back after this break at no holds barred uh, yeah. Her, baby press, her, right on. Yeah, Tex Walker. He's just not the same player anymore. He's not. Can't pick the ball up. And ball hits the deck. Can't remember the last time he took a pack mark. Be a big test this week for Adelaide Crows and Tex Walker. ATP Tour Tennis here at the No Holds Barred Sport Podcast. The clay court season is... Well and truly underway, and the tour was in where was it last week? Portugal it was in Portugal last week. Uh, the Estoril 250 and bit of tour tennis in Germany as well with the Munich 250 there. And in Estoril, it was that young Greek sensation again, Sisypas. Getting the title in straight sets. And in Munich, it was Christian Garin from Chile uh, over the Italian Berrettini. Uh, but we'll start in Esterol and uh, Pass He took out Pablo Cuevas in the final. Uh, a tough match uh, on clay there. And the uh, second set going to a tiebreaker. But it was the, the Greek wonder kid who was able to close the deal. And... A good win for uh, Cisapass. His first. Cisipas's first win on clay on the main ATP tour, and up against Cuevas, uh, he's a really a seasoned campaigner on the clay. One of the better clay court players in the world is Cuevas. He's a strong, uh, a strong tour pro, and Cisapass, who has moved into the top ten. In the world of the last couple of months, and uh, a nice little uh, win there for Stefano Tsitsipas uh, in Estoril, little 250 event, but that'll give him great confidence heading into the French Open, and he's taking his place at the Madrid 1000 uh, this week. We'll get to that here soon. Um, and Tsitsipas, uh, look, he is really knocking on the door. He's, uh, he's athletic, he's lean, got a beautiful one-handed backhand. Uh, he's a great mover, and it'll be interesting to see how he goes uh, in the bigger events on the clay courts uh, moving forward uh, when he takes on uh, the bigger, stronger players, the Nadals of the world, the Dominic teams, the Novak Djokovic's. See how he goes on the slow red clay of Europe. We know how he goes on a hard court. He's been impressive uh, on that surface, from January this year, and I did see Sissipas, uh live in Melbourne last year at the Australian Open, and he has f- from from last year at the Open to 2019 uh, in the in those 12 months, you could see that he, he was a difference player, a different player, both confidence wise and uh, and with his game as well. He made the semi-finals in Australia. And he uh, has two titles to his name this year on the main ATP tour. Stefanos Sissipas is one to look out for uh, at the Madrid 1000 this week and in France, uh, in Paris, as the French Open gets underway. uh, I'll be keen to see how he does against the absolute titans of the game on the slow red clay. And we'll bring it to you here at No Holds Barred. While that was going on, while Sissipas was taking care of business over Pablo Cueves in Portugal, over in Munich uh, in Germany, it was Christian Garin of Chile, the 22-year-old, over the Italian youngster Berrettini to take the title. And what a week from uh, Christian Garin, had wins over uh, Diego Schwartzman. Uh, He took out Alexander Zverev uh, in the next one in three sets and then took care of Marco Cecchinato of Italy as well, the French Open semi-finalist from last year. And what a week for Garen. I saw Garen, I believe I saw him in Melbourne on the uh, outside courts in Melbourne this year and he looked totally out of his element, uh, totally... uh, uh, lost on the hard court that day that I saw him here in January. But clay court tennis is a different beast and that's uh, that's what he loves growing up uh, in South America on the slow red clay and uh, I believe he took out his first ATP Tour title and uh, what a win. As I said, with wins over Schwartzman, Zverev and Cecchinato. Christian Garin moves into the top 40 uh, in the world and it will be interesting to see... Uh, how he goes uh, in Paris if he can continue continue that form. Um, As uh, this week the tour uh, moves to the Madrid, the Madrid 1000, and as Roger Federer is back on deck uh, in Madrid, his first clay court event of the season. And uh, the draw came out here for the Madrid 1000 and it was an incredibly tough draw for Roger. Listen to this. Listen to these names here, Roger, uh, to win the event, uh, Richard Gasquet, round one, round two, uh, possible matchup with Gail Monfils, in the quarterfinals, uh, Dominic Team who uh, beat Roger in, uh, I believe it was Indian Wells, uh, in the final there, Uh, and Dominic Team who won in Barcelona, uh, the Barcelona 500 just last week. One of the best clay quarters in the world. Uh, that was the quarterfinal. Possible final is uh, against Rafael, Nad- uh, against uh, Novak Djokovic, and then possible final against Nadal. So Gasquet, Monfils, team, Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal. Now, welcome back to the tour, Roger after his win in Miami over John Isner. That is what he has to look forward to. Now, as this episode goes to air, his first two, he has passed the test. He beat Richard Gasquet comfortably, 6-2, 6-3. Looked uh, looked fantastic, but last night struggled to get past Monfils. It was tough conditions out there uh, on the center court. It was uh, blowing a gale. It was quite windy, and Roger... After a blistering first set which he took out six love uh, he looked uh, he looked unsettled after that and he was down two match points deep in the third set he was down four one in the third against monfies but somehow Federer found a way and scraped it out in a third set tiebreaker he started coming to the net attacking uh, but he looked uh, looked uncomfortable from the back of the court and but he found a way and in just over a few hours, he is going to Lock Horns with that the Austrian uh, Dominic team in a, uh, 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 a bash and crash quarterfinal. Uh, so looking forward to that one there. But Federer, uh, he's past the first two. Uh, it goes up again tonight as he takes on uh, Dominic Team, the winner in Barcelona, the Barcelona 500, uh, just last week as well. Uh, Rafa Nadal back in action. He's taking on uh, Stanley Varinka, which should be a good one as well. Varenka successful last night against the Japanese champion, Kei Nishikori. Um, so Nadal-Varenka, uh, that's a mouthwatering matchup. And Novak Djokovic has already moved through uh, in the top half of the draw with Marin Cilic uh, withdrawing from that quarterfinal there. We're not sure what that one was all about. We'll bring it to you uh, when we find out if that comes through uh, on the uh, on the no holds bar, barred feed, but said Madrid one thousand this week. Uh, the big guns are all there, and um, as uh, things are, all eyes really on uh, Federer this week and Nadal to see how one how Federer can uh, handle his first event back uh, from joining the tour and Nadal who has had his battles. In the uh, oh well, you, during this clay court season, he hasn't been as dominant as what he normally is. There are whispers that that knee tendonitis is playing up, um, but uh, he's looking to get some um, some match wins and get some confidence uh, to go going into his uh, uh, his beloved French open where he will start uh favorite once again and tonight he plays Varinka which should be an absolute beauty as well we'll be bringing you all these results from the Madrid 1000 uh, on the next episode here at No Holds Barred which will take place in a little over 48 hours with our Sunday edition uh, here in a couple of days uh, we'll bring you all the action then coming up next we are going to talk Liverpool versus Barcelona and Tottenham Hotspurs versus Ajax in the Champions League, the European Cup. What the heck went on there at Anfield? What a comeback from the Reds! They have done it again, and Messi and Barcelona go back to the drawing board. An absolute heartbreaker. We'll bring it all to you here on No Holds Barred. This is Jade Kolf at the Culf Man. Do the rock away. <laughs> Lean back. lean back. Lean back. Lean back. Come on. I said my niggas don't dance. we just pull up a pants. And do the rock away. Come on. Now lean back. This is why I thought the chin chill hurt their feelings. You could find your crack it all type of shit. How the Vegas? We are back. No holds barred. Sports podcast. Action packed show so far. Plenty going on in the sports world. And we have got a couple of action-packed episodes really coming up as there's all kinds of sport going on. AFL football, ATP tennis, NBA playoffs, and Champions League football, which is what we're going to talk about now. Two matches midweek, the semi-finals of the European Cup, or the Champions League, if that's what you, uh, you know it by, and the first leg for Liverpool-Barcelona saw Barcelona with a 3-0 lead, and it was Lionel Messi, who was the difference maker over there in Spain, an outrageous free kick, one of the goals that he scored. And when that free kick went in top corner, you could just about put the dagger up through Liverpool, 3-0 down after the first leg in Spain. And as they came back to Anfield, they were without Mohamed Salah and Roberto Firmino through injury. They're arguably two of their most important players or their best players uh, in uh, in their attacking strike force with Sadio Mane, Roberto Firmino and Mo Salah. Uh, Jurgen Klopp uh, Has uh, one of the most Lethal strike forces In the land And he gets the absolute best out of him With the system that he runs Um, But with Firmino out With a muscle tear And Salah With I believe it was a concussion uh, Things looked Absolutely uh, Dire for the Reds As they came back to Anfield But it is a place of, uh, of dreams. Anfield has been some very special European nights over the years during their five uh, Champions League or European Cup titles. And they needed to score early on, did Liverpool, and they got just what they were after as they scored in the seventh minute. It was Divock Origi on a putback back after, uh, after Henderson uh, had a shot. The ball was parried and... Uh, it was Origi who was on the end of it And Liverpool got the start Just the start that they needed And It provided them with Some kind of hope Even though they were still uh, Well behind the eight ball And They uh, It was Origi As I said The man who came into the starting lineup For uh, Roberto Firmino And uh, Play continued 3-1 at the half um, And And with Robinson uh, the defender Robinson going down with a uh, with an injury Jurgen Klopp brought on uh, his Dutchman uh, Georgino Wijnaldum and uh, it was Trent Alexander-Arnold the young 20 year old the local prodigy he looks like uh, he's a future captain of the club he's Trent Alexander-Arnold 20 years of age he uh, whipped the ball in low. The ball came through the box and it was Wijnaldum on the end of it. And uh, he uh, he crushed the ball, which probably should have been saved from the keeper. But the ball trickled in. And before you knew it, it was 3-2 uh, in the 54th minute and there was life uh, in the second leg. And just as things were settling down at Anfield and people were getting back into rhythm after the chaos, uh, it was... Uh, Ball was whipped in by uh, by Shakiri over on the left side, and it was that man again, Georgini Wijnaldum, with an outrageous header which flew into the top corner. And before he knew it, it was three-three, and Anfield had come alive. It was going, it was absolute chaos in, in there. Lionel Messi had a look on his face; he couldn't believe what had happened. Luis Suarez, uh, who used to play at Liverpool, he was absolutely stunned, and Barcelona could not believe. That they had given up a three-goal lead, and all of a sudden they were vulnerable, and they were on—they uh, were on the back uh, on their back heels, and uh, people really just couldn't believe what they were seeing. It was absolute uh, pandano- pandemonium. The tie had been uh, really turned on its head, and as play continued, and we're heading into. Uh, Really looking like you're heading into uh, uh, extra time. Uh, it was that man again, Trent Alexander-Arnold, who won a corner uh, in the 78th minute. And he uh, he put the ball on the spot in the corner. And he was going to uh, concede and give the corner, let uh, Shakiri come in and whip it in with, uh, with his left foot. Um, but incredible awareness from the young 20-year-old sensation. And he saw that Barcelona were caught napping uh, defensively, they, were, they weren't they were switched on. They weren't locked in mentally. And Origi was all by himself in the middle of the box. Alexander-Arnold, um, in a flash, ran uh, instead of just letting Shakiri take the corner, he switched back into action, run back, whipped the ball in low and fast with plenty of hook on it. And it was uh, Origi you got his boot to ball and the ball flew in top left-hand corner. And before you knew it, Liverpool led 4-3, and Barcelona were absolutely stunned. It was total chaos throughout the uh, the entire arena, and you just had to see it to believe it. It was absolutely uh, outrageous what was going on. And, you know, the last you know, 12 minutes of this contest was really, uh, you know, about Liverpool really holding on. Virgil van Dijk uh, was an absolute rock down back. Uh, Fabinho the Brazilian midfielder uh, who's been a new addition to the Liverpool squad this year he was an absolute titan in the middle uh, you know doing absolutely everything uh, through there he has had a couple of uh, outstanding games this year for Liverpool when it's really mattered he really reminds me of a little bit of uh, it's got a bit of Patrick Vieira uh, Patrick Vieira about him uh, the former Arsenal superstar and Fabinho what a performance from him and what uh, a miracle that Liverpool uh, Liverpool pulled off uh, in this one here. As the final whistle uh, went and it was Liverpool on top, uh, 4-0 uh, at Anfield, which gave them the, uh, the 4-3 win on aggregate. It truly has gone down as uh, the greatest night in Liverpool history uh, in the European Cup competition. And Barcelona crashed out. Uh, of the Champions League for the second year running after holding an absolutely massive, massive lead. And Jurgen Klopp was really lost for words after this one. And, you know, do you blame him? Uh, there were tears. Uh, James Milner was in tears. Some of the older players there at Liverpool, they couldn't believe uh, what, had, what had gone on. And so much emotion uh, wrapped up uh, in that arena and this famous, famous club move on to the Champions League final for the second year running. It was uh, a special, special night and something that had to be seen to believed. Up next, we're talking about semi-final number two. It was Tottenham Hotspurs and Ajax. And just when you thought that you'd seen it all, uh, there was another incredible finish Uh To round out this one over in Holland, we'll bring it to you after the break. This is Jade Kolf at The Kolf Man. This is the No Holds Barred Sports Podcast. Next, we have a very, very big group by the name of. I like this community. Trent Alexander Arnold. Mate, special player is young Trent. Just whips balls in, kind of like Stephen Gerrard. Yep, you're captain Liverpool. What an effort, what a genius move with that corner. We are back, no holds barred, back in the studio. We're talking Champions League football. Two incredible matches midweek. We've just been over the Liverpool great escape against Barcelona. And it was another great escape with Tottenham Hotspurs and Ajax. Ajax went into London, got the 1-0 victory there. And not only that, back at home scored in the 50th and the 35th minute to basically lead what's that 3-0 on aggregate and they must have thought they had one leg or half their body into the into the final and enter lucas lucas mora of Tottenham Hotspurs who scored three goals and the last goal coming in the 96th minute. Can you believe it? A left-foot strike that trickled into the bottom corner and Ajax, they were left absolutely shell-shocked and stunned and Tottenham somehow found a way to come back and and win this tie. It really came down to, as the ball got, as the ball got uh, whipped in deep, Ajax basically just needed to, to shut the, shut the ball down. They would have gone through, if they had a held on, uh, and and had the two-all draw, they would have got, uh, they would have gone through on, uh, on the away goals rule, and, it was Mora who, the ball trickled uh, onto the deck and he sprung onto it, used his electrifying pace and it was a left foot shot, as I said, and the keeper uh, at full stre- stretch, couldn't stop it trickling into the net and it was uh, another uh, miracle escape, this time from Tottenham, uh, another English club to set up uh, the Champions League final Liverpool v Tottenham Hotspurs in Madrid uh, in three weeks' time. An absolutely phenomenal week of Champions League football, and two English teams will be fighting it out for the ultimate prize uh, in Europe in in club football. Um, just an absolutely uh, breathtaking week of uh, of uh, of soccer or uh, or. European football, however you want to describe it, uh, if you are a fan, you were blown away, and uh, it is like something that you have never seen before uh, at that stage of the Champions League. Two games like that, and commentators and fans alike have been talking about it ever since. And it started with the, the Great Escape, uh, Liverpool's finest ever hour in uh, at Anfield in a European uh, tie. Putting Barcelona to the sword Winning 4-0 at Anfield Um, Absolutely breathtaking stuff Uh, It was an absolute pleasure to see Up next, we're at the back end of the show And we are going to segue on to Some NBA basketball It's the playoffs Absolute Business end of the playoffs And We are going to come back and talk about the Boston Celtics. They have crashed out of the playoffs. Kyrie Irving did not deliver. We're also going to talk about the Raptors and the Philadelphia 76ers. They are tied at 3-3. We're going to talk Nuggets and Blazers. They are tied at 3-3 also. And the Warriors and Rockets, it's 3-2 to the Warriors, but Kevin Durant Looks like he's got a calf injury. That one could go seven as well. It's all going on, NBA playoffs. We'll be back to break it down. This is No Holds Barred. We're back in the studio. No holds barred sports podcast It's NBA playoffs time And we have got Plenty of action In the States Celtics have crashed out Of the NBA playoffs They crash and burn And the Milwaukee Bucks Have moved on to The Eastern Conference Finals A dominant display from the Bucs, a 4-1 win in the series, the Celtics jumped out in this series, won the first game, but they have looked an absolute rabble since, and it really turned out to be a mismatch this series, and the Milwaukee Bucks, who had the best record in the NBA during the regular season, are now taking this form into the playoffs, and they are for real folks, they are absolutely for real. And they have crushed the Celtics, and Celtics have been a rabble for not only this series, but you know the majority of the season. They've uh, got a lot of pieces there, a lot of champ- basically got a championship uh, a championship roster. You would think they brought on Kyrie, uh, Kyrie Irving, and uh, during the off season, and it just has not worked out, and. Irving has looked impatient throughout this series. Uh, he is terrible, uh, in a terrible shooting slump. Again, shooting it around about 30% from the field. And a lot of isolation plays. Not much ball movement from the Boston Celtics. And they have lacked leadership. And they are out. And Coach Brad Stevens, uh, back to the drawing board for him. And he looked like uh, a coach devoid of any kind of confidence or direction whatsoever during his press conference. And the Milwaukee Bucks move on to the Eastern Conference playoffs. Now, a couple of things on this series. Uh, Jason Tatum, the second-year uh, second-year forward out of Duke, uh, he completely vanished in this series. Just com- completely vanished. And it has a lot to do with... Kyrie Irving at the point guard position uh, The chemistry has not been there at all You could see it from um, Really from uh, There are only a couple of instances throughout the season Where The Celtics went on a bit of a run They won 10 games during one stretch there And you, you looked at it and thought oh, They've, they've figured it out they're, they're playing as a team But uh, it just hasn't worked out It's been patchy all season long And they've been completely exposed in these playoffs, by a Bucks team that um, led by Giannis, the the MVP uh, candidate, and Chris Middleton has had a a heck of a series, and Eric Bledsoe as well. Uh, they are a legitimate team. Uh, these uh these Bucks uh, they play together. Uh, they, don't seem, they don't seem to have any egos or any problems with um, playing the team game And the complete opposite can be said for the Celtics Who uh, said they looked uh, devoid of any leadership at all Kyrie Irving looked like he was out there all for himself And I think the Boston Celtics are happily packing uh, Kyrie's bags At the end of this offseason as he is a free agent And um, there's all kinds of speculation that he'll move on to the New York Knicks um, but who knows It's all um, said. It's all speculation at this stage But the Celtics They are out of uh, the 2019 NBA playoffs So now we're going to segue on to the Philadelphia 76ers and the Toronto Raptors This is a, a heck of a series And they are tied at three games apiece uh, After a big, an easy win yesterday from the Philadelphia 76ers, and it's been Jimmy Butler that I think has been the, the catalyst of uh, for the uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers hanging around in this series. Joel Embiid had a big uh, a big game three, but then he's gone missing for a few games. He lacks consistency. Does Big Embiid? He's a he's an excitement machine when he's up and running, but um. He's uh, he's injury prone. He, uh, as I said, he's he's up and down. You never know what you're going to get. I think he has upwards of six, five or six treatments before every single game. Um, so a lot of pressure on that big man's body. And I think, um, you know, moving forward, they need to uh, they need to trade Embiid because of that durability factor that we uh, that we often speak about on the show. He, uh, he hasn't got it. He's been injury-prone since he came into the league. But yesterday, they figured it out. They sorted it out. Ben Simmons was uh, was dynamic. Uh, he got up and down the floor. And they basically led from start to finish. But it's 3-3 in the series. They head back to Toronto for a Game 7. Kawhi Leonard has been an absolute beast for the Toronto Raptors. And I think they close out the series. And then we have uh, a lot of questions to answer for the Philadelphia 76ers after this one. And, you know, what do they do? Do they uh, do they keep Jimmy Butler? Do they sign him to a, a long-term max contract? Uh, Tobias Harris is the other one in there as well. He wants max money. I don't think he is worth max money. Uh, Tobias is a nice player, don't get me wrong, but he's not uh, he's not a max player. He's, he's really a number three or a number four as he is on this team. But this team is loaded uh, this Philadelphia team um, But if they can't pull Pull out this Game 7 win On the road uh, I think there's going to be A little bit of a fallout I think moving forward You keep Simmons Keep Simmons And keep Butler And then trade Embiid And bring in some um, Some quality uh, You will get uh, for, for Big Joel Embiid You'll get some teams that uh, Take the bait on that one And you can bring in some Some um, some world-class shooting uh, around Ben Simmons and, and Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's a good fit in Philadelphia. He's, um, he's got plenty of dog in him, plenty of alpha dog, and uh, he's uh, he's hard-nosed toughness from Jimmy Butler, but he can be emotional. He's going to want max money. Um, do they sign him in Philadelphia, or does he end up in LA with LeBron or, or in New York? Uh, time will tell. It's going to be a fascinating, uh, fascinating scenario there. But Philadelphia were very, very impressive yesterday in a must-win situation. But can they get it done on the road in Toronto? So tough to win. Uh, game seven's on the road. Um, but uh, I see Toronto getting the win uh, in that one there. Kway Leonard, as I said, he's been an absolute beast in this series. And he's, uh, he is carrying and leading the, uh, the Toronto Raptors as they look to move on to the conference finals. Uh, to take on that Bucks outfit that is an absolute juggernaut at this stage of the game. Up next, we're going to wrap up the program. We're talking Nuggets Blazers and we're talking Kevin Durant and the Warriors as they look to really close out the series against the Rockets, but they're going to have to do it without their main dominant force in Kevin Durant as he looks like he's got uh, an issue with the calf Are they able to hold on? We'll wrap it up here at No Holds Barred This is Jade Kolf at the Colf Band We'll be back after this break Hey, yeah, Corey Irving Crash and burn Not easy to be the number one on a championship team And a few of those players Are, f- are finding that out Kyrie coming out Said he wanted, to, wanted his own team Left LeBron and Cleveland well, He got his wish And he found out the hard way That it's not easy To Mould it all together You've got to, just got to be careful with that Got to be careful with that It's all about winning And he's going on vacation Starting now Nuggets and Blazers, we are tied 3-3, which, which one of these teams are going to go fishing early on in these playoffs, and it was CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard got the job done there in Portland, but we are going to head back to Denver for a Game 7, and what a performance from this Denver Nuggets outfit with Nikolai Jokic. In the middle This guy He's He's got to be If he can Get the job done There Here in this game 7 And the Nuggets Win this series This I mean this is an incredible performance From From Big Jokic He Is carrying this team They're a bunch of Bunch of kids Bunch of youngsters Led by Led by Big uh, Big Jokic And a 3 3. Who would have thought that the Nuggets could be heading to the Western Conference Finals to take on either the Warriors or the Rockets? But as I said before, uh, you never would have expected this. But Jokic in the middle is at about 25 points a game, uh, 12 rebounds, and, and about eight and a half assists. Everything is running through him. And He's getting some support from uh, Jamal Murray. Um, they've got Millsap, He's a real season pro. But it's they get those guys are good and, and getting the job done. But it, this is all about Jokic. It's really as simple as that. He is um, he is carrying this side, and you've really got to you've really got to say that he's arguably the best, the best big man, the best center in the league, and. Yeah, Lillard and McCollum and uh, this Portland Trailblazers team, if they uh, let this opportunity slip to move through to the Western Conference playoffs, um, that one's going to sting. Now they've got to do it with a, an, another Game 7 win on the road. Very difficult to do. As we know, only the very, very, very best teams, championship teams, are generally able to get that done. And this has been a phenomenal series. There was a a, a triple overtime, or it might have went four overtimes there, uh, in uh, in a game, a game four, I believe it was, and uh, it's been back and forth, and it's been, uh, yeah, this, the the skill set that Jokić has, he, can sh- he shoots threes, uh, incredible passing, big man, and, uh, yeah, the way he goes about it is uh, is a sight to behold. And it's been uh, super, super impressive from Big Nikolai Jokic and uh, the Denver Nuggets, and Lillard, McCollum. They're uh, it's a, a, a big-time shooting backcourt, and they're going to need uh, their best performance to uh, to get the job done here in this Game Seven. Um, it's been a great series, but um, it's about to. Uh, we're about to see really what goes down. Uh, Nuggets should start favourites in that game seven, and uh, I expect them to to go through. And you know, Jokic has been uh, truly, truly phenomenal, and um, well done to him and the Denver Nuggets. And uh, it's been a great, great series. Whoever gets through in that series. Um, Take on the Warriors or the Rockets, which, you know, whichever team gets the win here are going to be uh, the favourites to, uh, to to get through in the West. Um, this has been uh, what we expected the Western Conference Finals to be, but these guys have met uh, earlier on. And uh, Kevin Durant with his calf muscle, what... Uh, How long is he going to be out? That's the big question. He went up for a jump shot, came down, and they're calling it a strained calf. Uh, You'd think that he's going to be out for at least the rest of this series where it sits three, two Warriors. They've got to go back to Houston for a game six. And look, the Rockets, the door has opened. Last year, it was Chris Paul who went down, and um, he uh, a very important piece for the Houston Rockets. And the Warriors uh, were able to get out of jail from three-two down. Now, the shoe is on the other foot. Uh, Durant, who has been uh, virtually unstoppable throughout these playoffs, uh, is going to be a big out. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and and Steph Curry uh, are going to have to get this done uh, without Kevin Durant, uh, the league's best scorer, and. Look, this is. Uh, I th- th- think this game's going to go seven. Uh, Houston have got to win the game six there. Then they've got to go back and win uh, game seven on uh, on the road. And just a fascinating series. But besides the uh, Celtics and Bucks 4 uh, one, really whitewash or, or blowout, you could say um, each one of these series is uh, possibly going to go seven games. And Look with James Harden, and Chris Paul, um, PJ Tucker has been uh, been an absolute beast. He is uh, he he's out there. He's a big unit, um, you know, providing some three point shooting, um, hard nosed defense. He's built like a linebacker. his big, uh, big Tucker. But Draymond Green's been huge in this series as well. He's performed well. Um, yeah, Steph Curry's had his injury problems with a dislocated. Uh, finger But uh, Look I expect this to go 7 as well I expect the Warriors to get through I expect them to find a way um, Thompson's been uh, Been hot and cold But they only need uh, Thompson and Curry To be hot for one of these last two games And I think they can get through I think it's been a, It's going to um, Be tight right down to the end And uh, It's absolutely must watch If you are an NBA uh, Hoops fan um, you'll be glued to um, th- the rest of that series, and it is absolutely fascinating. And look, if the Houston Rockets can't get it done this year, then um, yeah, they'll be bitterly, bitterly disappointed. They are, they are absolutely obsessed with beating this Golden State Warriors outfit, and it's just been uh, a a. a been a, a great series And I think uh, the culmination of this series Is going to go right down to the wire And Durant, I think he's out for Look, at least this series Well, I don't think we'll see him uh, Backed out there on the floor For the rest of our For, for game six or game seven If it is it is a calf injury Then that, uh, that can take a while to heal And I think if the Warriors get through uh, We may even be uh, game 1 of the Western Conference Finals He may even be absent in that as well It may take some time And they need to, um, they need to get him back Obviously as soon as possible But they, uh, they need a fit Kevin Durant They don't need him missing long stretches of games uh, Leading up to uh, a possible repeat And uh, NBA Finals appearance We'll be back after this break to wrap up the show. It's been a huge one. It's had everything. It's had absolutely everything, and it's been a lot of fun bringing it to you. Jade Colf at the Colf Man. This is the No Holds Barred Sports Podcast. I'm take it to the show. I'm make it hot, baby, baby, baby. Uh-huh. I'm make it hot. Yeah, Kevin Durant the question, the question becomes How long is he out How long is he out There was nothing in it Just a jump shot He came down He ran back down the floor Lucky it wasn't an Achilles That would have been lights out An Achilles You don't need that But The Warriors I still think they'd get it done Without him Iguodala Thompson Curry Draymond Green, he's been big. I think they find a way in seven. Back at uh, back home, and the Warriors will move on. Playoffs, it's all going on. Got to love it. Got to love this time of the time of the year in the NBA. Well, that's it. What a show it's been. At no holds barred, it's had the lot. We'll be back in about 48 hours for our Sunday show. We're going to give you the full wrap from uh, the AFL competition. Let's see if Carlton can um, can show some uh, show some heart and and uh, see if they can be competitive against Collingwood. We've got the showdown, as I mentioned before. We'll be back talking about that, and we'll have a full wrap of ATP Tour tennis in Madrid. We'll be talking uh, Nadal, Novak, Federer. How does he go in his return to clay? He's got a big one against Dominic Team. We'll bring you that. We'll have, we will have some, um, some European football. We'll have some soccer, Premier League, Liverpool, Manchester City. We're down to the last game of the year, and it's been a, an exciting race, Liverpool. Can they, uh, can they win the league for the first time in about 25 years? It's going to come down to the last game. It's going to be Man City or Liverpool. We'll bring you that. And we'll have more NBA playoffs stateside. We'll give you an update on the Raptors, Philly, Nuggets and Blazers, and the Warriors and Rockets as those series look to come to their conclusion. It's uh, It's all there. We'll bring it to you. Here at no holds barred been a fantastic show hope you've enjoyed it it's been a pleasure bringing it to you this is jade kolf at the kolf man this is no holds barred we will see you in a couple of days uh, oh, cuz uh, 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 i'm in the